Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. Good. It's a cold and windy night here in Connecticut. It's not that cold. No, but it's windy. It's windy. It's wet. It's stormy. Yeah. It's a... It's a nice day to be cozy at home. It's like the opening of a mystery novel. Yeah. It's spooky. It is a little. You can hear it out there. But uh, let's not focus on the weather. Let's focus on Disney news. Well, that's what we do, yeah. Yeah, this isn't the weather blog. Um, Let's start off with the Disney Parks blog, as we always do. Okay. Um, Did you know that it's been 50 years that Coca-Cola has had a relationship with uh, Disney World? Well, Disney. Well, it's been more that they've had a relation with Disney, but 50 years with Disney World, because that's how long Disney World's been open. Ah. So Coke, along with the help of Sophia Carson, who you may know as Evie from the Disney Channel Descendants movies... Um, she announced the unveiling of some new Coca-Cola bottles uh, that are only available at the Walt Disney World Resort for the duration of the anniversary celebration. They have four bottles that have the uh, park icons on them with different colors, iridescent colors on them. Uh, And then they have a fifth bottle that has the 50th anniversary logo. So uh, that's kind of cool. And the bottles, they're not that traditional Coke shape. They're... um, there's a slight variation on that, which is what the bottle shape was when the park opened in 1971. Cool. So uh, pretty cool stuff going on there because, you know, Coke is the beverage of life. Yes. Um, the International Food and Wine Festival begins on July 14th, um, where you can get some of your favorite tasty tidbits and drinks. That's right. The International Food and Wine Festival, presented by Corksicle, returns from July 14th through November uh, 19th. There's going to be more than 25 global marketplaces uh, throughout the resort. Uh, The Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak will return again this year, uh, as well as uh, Emile's Fromage Montage, uh, where you will collect stamps in a festival passport around the global marketplace. Um, And of course, there will be uh, the Eat to the Beat series. And uh, <laughs> what? You're looking at me like I'm supposed to know something. Well, no, you were making a funny face. Oh, I was. Uh, Eat to the Beat this year is going to be presented by Florida Blue Medicare. Uh, and uh, that's exciting news. I think this is the longest food and wine festival ever. They just get longer and longer. They do. July to, July to November. That's uh, it's like four and a half months. It's an easy one to have because it's just like more food offerings it versus is. like the Flower and Garden Festival. There's so much that has to go into, you know, getting those, right, those things ready and then maintaining them the whole time they're there. That one's flowers and food. This one's just food. Right. And wine. Yes. So what right. else is going on in the blog? Oh, we have a first look at the Connections Cafe and Eatery that's going to be opening soon. That's right. It's a unique restaurant that uh, – Uh, shares its inspiration from cuisines around the globe. Uh, The menu is actually out, which we'll get to talk about a little later when we're talking about Epcot. Um, But they are debuting the menu, and uh, it's got some very nice uh, nice pictures. They've got a liege waffle. They've got all sorts of burgers. It's not your standard cafeteria fare anymore. So uh, we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. Okay. And this is the biggest news of all, I think. It is. Character greetings are going to be returning to U.S. sites this spring. That's right. Beginning April 18th, traditional character greetings will begin a phased reintroduction to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and aboard the Disney Cruise Line. So uh, autograph books uh, sales will be increasing. (laughs) Pen sales will be increasing. 
Um, and, uh, you know, Disney wants everyone to know that they've taken a graduated approach with health and health and safety protocols um, and that uh, recent trends have provided opportunities to bring back uh, character greetings and dining experiences. So it's not just uh, the character meet and greets, but character meals uh, will be returning as well. Very exciting um, for some people. Yeah. And it's not going to happen all at one point. As I said, this is a phased reintroduction. Okay. So that's all the Parks Blog news. Let's head over to Disneyland. Okay. A new 65th anniversary collectible coin is available at Disneyland. That's right. There's no better way to celebrate the park's 67th anniversary this year uh, than by purchasing your 65th anniversary coin. Weird. Uh, the reason they're releasing it now is because the 65th anniversary happened in 2020 while the resort was closed. And they printed um, all these coins, so what are they going to do with them? They did. The Disneyland 65th anniversary coin is available in Disneyana, and it will cost you $150. comes in a nice black velvet box. It has Mickey on one side with the happiest place on earth and a Disneyland 65 logo on the back. It is a limited edition of 1,955 pieces. Oh, that makes sense. And it's silver with 24 karat gold highlights. Cool. Um, there's a new spring dinner menu for Carthay Circle. That's right. Uh, let's shake up the menu every now and then. What uh, What's on the menu? Let's see. We've got some wines. Uh, they've got a California ahi pokey, Yukon potato croquettes, cheese stuffed arepa, Roasted chicken parmesan soup and Tuscan seasonal salad for starters. Main courses are a braised lamb, porcini uh, fettuccine, signature pork chops, sustainable fish of the day, and a grilled Angus ribeye. So I don't know how that uh, differs from the old menu. And, you know, it's a good thing they, they swap these menus out every now and then because we know, especially from our, our sailing history, uh, that having the same menu year after year after year can get very monotonous and boring. It does. So kudos to Disney Dining for swapping that out. Yes. Um, over at Avengers Campus, Moon Knight is now appearing. That's right. Moon Knight, Moon Knight just debuted on the Disney Plus, and uh, the Disney uh, Park's official TikTok account released a video of Moon Knight sightings in Avengers Campus in Disney's California Adventure. So if you want to get your picture with the Moon Knight, you can uh, head on over there. Cool. And right now it is socially distanced because it's not April 18th yet. Pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, Disney World has added a statement that's estimating guests could use the lighting lane for two or three attractions per day. Uh, we also call it the lightning lane. What did I say? Lighting? Lighting it's lane. It's the lighting lane. You know, if you want to get, like, lit well. That's right. Um Disney is now saying that on average guests can enter two or three attractions per day using the lightning lane entrance. Um, it's kind of a low number. It is. Especially when you're paying $15 a day. Um, I mean, I don't think it's accurate either. No. I mean, with the old FastPass system, you got three per day and then you could use fast passes until there were no more available. I mean, unless you really are not caring about how you set things up you can mm -hmm. definitely get more than two or three yeah especially if you stack them the right way and you're you know. i mean maybe it depends which park you're in i mean in the magic kingdom definitely more than two or three but i mean maybe in like epcot maybe you really only can get two or three uh -huh. there's not that many to choose from that's true we'll have to see what that uh that means because if if it's going to only be two or three rides per day i can't see people it. spending that money no uh, all right. Um, park pass availability for Disney World annual pass holders has been refilled for most dates in April. That's right. Earlier today, there had been a story stating that uh, 
There was very limited availability for April, but now every day is green, which okay. means there's availability. So book your uh, book your park reservations, annual pass holders. Lucky annual pass holders. The rest of us can't get in on it. That's right. Uh, the medals for the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend have arrived just in time. That's right. Uh, this weekend is the springtime, uh, the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend. Uh, and there was some concern that uh, due to supply chain issues, runners would not be getting medals. Uh, however, Run Disney has assured runners that the medals are in uh, and on property at the Walt Disney World Resort and that they are preparing for the weekend. Lovely. This year's theme is Celebrate Tomorrow. Okay. By not running. <laughs> All right. Uh, at Epcot, the 2022 Extravaganza Easter Egg Hunt has kicked off. That's right. And what are our prizes this year? Um, an orange bird, orange bird, an orange bird figment or Spike the Bee mug. You know where Orange Bird lives? Where? Orange Bird. <laughs> I'll bet. Uh, yeah. So the uh, once again, the Extravaganza. Uh, is nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and you can purchase your maps in the Creation Shop, Pin Traders, and Gateway Gifts. Uh, and then once you identify where each egg is in the country, uh, you go back and you get your fancy cup. I really like the cups. Yeah, you know what I really like? What the character inspired Easter eggs? Okay, tell me about them. Um, all of the eggs are returning from last year. Uh, with the exception of Perry the platypus. Oh, Perry! Uh, so we've got uh, Scrooge McDuck. Uh, who else do we have this year? Uh, Goofy. I'm not going to tell you where they are because that's part of the whole fun of finding them. Right. Uh, the White Rabbit. Daisy. And they're cute. They're pretty big. Uh, they're not that hard to find. Pretty big eggs. Thumper. You just have to keep your eyes open. Some are easier than others. Of course, there's a figment, uh, figment egg. There's a Minnie Mouse egg. Yeah, if you you know for $9.99, you essentially get a cup. And it keeps yeah, the kids, but it's fun. It keeps the kids busy for an hour and sometimes the adults. I was going to say, or the Cheryl. Yeah. All right. Um, eat to the Beat. Um, I'm sorry. The dates have been announced for the 2022 Epcot uh, Food and Wine Festival Food and Wine Festival, and the Eat to the Beat um, days. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. The, the way these stories – are the, the headlines are written is not easy to figure out what the heck they're even talking about. Okay. Well, I think it's just an overview on the um, International Food and Wine Festival returning for 2022. Some of the stuff that we had already mentioned. mentioned. Um, you know, once again, sponsored by Corksicle. Uh, we've got the Eat to the Beat concert series, Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Squeak. Um, yeah, essentially it's everything that was in the Parks blog. I don't even know why you read that story. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on you. <laughs> Okay. Um, we get a first look inside the Galaxiarium. Galaxiary? Galaxiarium. Q mm -hmm. um, for the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. That's right. The Galaxiarium is the uh, center part in the Q. Uh, and we did get a preview of this from the official Disney Parks TikTok account. Um, other interesting news coming out about the Wonders of Xandar Pavilion. Uh, is that the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind will not have any animatronics in it. Oh. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be a whole bunch of 4K uh, displays, which, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not a big fan of, but yeah, it is what it, it is. And speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, media previews are going to take place the first week of May, uh, and then Affinity Group previews are expected the following weeks. 
Um, there will be previews for Club 33 menu, uh, members, uh, and then there should be previews for D23, Disney Va Vacation Club, and annual pass holders. Uh, the rumor is right now that the attraction is expected to open during Memorial Day weekend, but that is just a rumor and is not based in fact at this point. Okay. Um, here's the, the, a little more information about the menu for the Connections Cafe. That's right. If you're looking for burgers, they're going to have a French bistro burger, a Southwest burger, American classic burger, a banh mi burger, the hand-breaded chicken sandwich, and the Mediterranean burger. Uh, those are all in the $12.99 to $11.99 price range. Uh, they have three types of pizza, meatball pizza, pepperoni pizza, five cheese pizza, uh, and then curry spice pizza, which I don't include as a pizza because who puts curry on a real pizza? And those are all about $11. And those are all in the uh, 10 to $11 range. Uh, they're going to have a couple salads, the General So chicken salad, and then the Niqua style salad. Um, so a little bit more of an international flair with some of the uh, foods. And then as far as kids' meals, they have the option of a cheeseburger, the grilled chicken bao, um, chicken breast nuggets basket, or the five cheese pizza. Uh, the desserts, they have a liege waffle. Uh, and uh, milkshakes. And then, of course, they have a selection of alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So uh, I, I think that uh, menu looks pretty good. It does look good. And I feel like the prices are, like, I don't know, not terrible. They're not. Not not for Disney World. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot better than just, you know, cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's got a little extra flair. You've got some flyer. options. Okay. Um, Imagineers are sharing a new look at Global Gathering, uh, a mural in the Connections Cafe. That's right. There's going to be a mural that is on the walls of the Connections Cafe and Eatery when it opens up. And you know who posted this on his Instagram account? The Zach Ridley. The Zach Ridley. That's right. Imagineer. Um, so they showed an Imagineer touching up uh, the mural for its final piece. Uh, from the outside of the restaurant, you can actually see they're putting booths in right now. Um, and then on the outside of the restaurant, they've added the Starbucks signage. Uh, because we know that the permanent Starbucks location is headed over there. Okay, so we're going at the end of next month. I think this is going to be open by then. There's a possibility. Yeah. Um, so that's all of the news for the uh, theme parks. Let's head over to the resort news. All right. Um, Disney's All-Star Sports Resort has reopened. And you know what makes that exciting? What? This is the first time since the March since March of 2020 that all the Disney resorts have been open. Okay, nice. So it is official. This is the final resort to open. Um, they still have not gotten their update. They still have the old standard lobbies. They also still have all the old rooms, which are very old rooms. They are. I'm, and people are not happy that they didn't do this while the resort was closed. Mm -hmm. And I kind of don't blame them. Like, why would you not have taken this opportunity to update everything while it was closed the whole time? Right. Well, you know what? I'm sure it's coming because they've done it to the other resorts. Yeah, but like, right? Like, why not do it while everything's closed? Right. I don't know. Money, that's why. But. Probably. Um, Disney has post audition, posted audition calls for the Hoopty Doo musical review. That's right. If you're interested, you can head on over to the Disney Careers website uh, where they have uh, posted uh, auditions for sub and casual temporary positions only uh, with current full-time equity and cast members that are under consideration uh, who don't need to audition. So they're uh, looking for a number of uh, roles. Uh, and if you're interested in doing it, boy, you better get get on it because uh, 
you have to, only until April 1st at 3 p.m. <laughs> to fill out uh, an application. Let's go, people. Let's go. How about Disney Cruise Line? Oh, the Disney Wish has departed the German shipyard um, just in, well, it's not that much longer till the inaugural sailing. That's right. It's getting uh, ready. That's right. The Wish left the Meyerwerf shipyard after almost two years of construction and traveled down the Ems, which is uh, a river in Germany. Which is crazy. Which it's, it's pretty funny because it's not that big a river. It's just pretty much wide enough for a ship. Um, and they must it, have had to dig that river super deep. Yeah. And uh, she did head out to sea. She is very close to shore right now. Her inaugural sailing is set for June, July 14th. So there's still plenty of work to be done. Uh, but this gets her into some real water where they will start doing, you know, testing right. on the open sea. Right. Yeah, I'm sure all the soft goods still have to be brought in yep. and a lot of the furniture and all that stuff. Uh, the CDC has lifted the COVID-19 risk advisory for cruise ships. That's right. They have removed the cruise ship travel health notice from their website, but it still advises guests to be up to date on their COVID-19 vaccinations prior to setting sail. Uh, they do say that cruising always poses a risk of COVID-19 transmission, but it is up to travelers to make their own risk assessment of when to travel on a cruise ship, much like they do in other uh, travel settings. Um, back in December, you may remember the CDC, CDC advised guests to not travel hmm. um, with a warning level of four well, or to high. Not, to not cruise. What did I say? Not travel. Oh, yes. I meant uh, travel by ship, hmm. therefore cruising. Right. Um, earlier uh, in February, they did downgrade their warning uh, to a moderate level. Uh, but now they have dropped it uh, completely. Uh, and Disney recently announced that face coverings would become optional for most locations on board ships uh, beginning March 11th. So right now I believe the only place you have to have a face covering on is in the Walt Disney Theater. Yes. And if you are under five and are not vaccinated. Right. Under five and over two, I think, is the yep. is the rule. That tiny little window. Yeah. Those poor kids. <laughs> All right. How are we doing for entertainment news? I don't know what this means, so I can't give this story. All right. Well, we'll jump to the next story then. Okay. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi um, now has a premiere date that, well, I guess they did have a premiere date, but they have a new one. That's right. They've announced that uh, the show will debut on a Friday uh, and have moved that date to May 27th. But they have also announced that the first two episodes would be launched at the same time. Okay, that's good. I like that because, like, I feel like you need a little something to kind of get into it. You know, mm -hmm. you need more than just one episode to feel committed. Right. Now, you watched Moon Knight last night. How did you feel about that? I liked it. I didn't think I was going to, mm -hmm. but I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, the character's more likable than I thought he would be. Okay. Disney Plus is expanding to 42 more countries and 11 new territories in May and June. Yeah, that is big. Um, these countries are in Europe, West Asia, and Africa. Uh, in South Africa on May 18th, they will launch. And then in June, they will launch in Albania, Algeria, Andorra, Bahrain, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Egypt, Estonia, Greece, Hungary, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Kosovo, Kuwait, Latvia, Lebanon, Libya, Liechtenstein, Lithuania, Malta, Montenegro, Morocco, North Macedonia, Oman, Palestine, uh, Palestine territories, Poland, Qatar, Romania, San Marino, Saudi Arabia, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, South Africa, Tunisia, Turkey, United Arab Emirates, the Vatican City, awesome. and Yemen. Oh, lovely. Uh, you know what's big about the Vatican City? The Pope. Pope. The Pope, big fan 
of Disney, of Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know. Um, he's a big Marvel Cinematic Universe guy. Yeah, you think he's going to watch Moon Knight? And uh, he's actually digging the Moon Knight already. Nice. Um, and then there are going to be 11 territories uh, that Disney Plus will be available in, and that is Denmark's Faroe Islands, France's French Polynesia, Polynesia the French Southern Territories, St. Pierre and Mickey Lawn Overseas Collective, Finland's Aland Islands, the Netherlands' Sint Martin, Norway's Svalbard, and Jan Mayen, and the UK's British Indian Ocean Territory, Gibraltar, Pitcairn Islands, and St. Helena. Wow, it's a good thing you did that, because I don't think I could have said 90% of that. All right. And uh, that's it for Disney News. What do you say we head over to Universal? Sure, let's do it. Um The hugs and high fives are returning to character meet and greets as they are no longer requiring social distancing. That's right. So they're uh, no social distancing, high fives, handshakes, and hugs. Weren't they already kind of there? They kind of just started that this past weekend, but it's it's official now. Okay, cool. Um, Universal Orlando um, is raising the starting pay for culinary team members. That's right. These rates now range from $16.50 to $20 per hour. Based on position. Okay. Uh, and then there will probably be a pay raise for existing employees as well. Um, all team members at Universal Orlando Resort will have a minimum starting pay of $15. Okay, good. So good for them. Yep. Uh, do you have any final words? Nope. All right. So we hope everyone has a good <laughs> weekend. That's a little <laughs> premature beeping. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And... Uh, Until Monday, I'm Tony. (laughs) And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 